final episode of NPP Decides here on 3FM 92.7. Today we're looking at everything, preparations, and maybe one last time look at the candidates and what their chances are ahead of November 4. Today, the Friday, the 3rd of November, pretty much some few hours to the start of the poll. I am Mawina Egbeta. Stay with us. We're back shortly. You're welcome back. And so all throughout the week, at least for the last four days, uh, we've been uh, previewing each and every candidate, their chances, what it is that makes them tick, and even had time to look at the delegates as well, discussed what the party's plan has been, uh, the undertaking that the candidates have been made to sign ahead of the elections tomorrow. And so it all looks like everything is set for the elections. I'm not going to say that for the party, the director of elections and a member of the elections committee as well, Evans Nimaku, he had this to say in terms of the party's readiness for Saturday's poll. Then the party is set to conduct its uh, presidential primaries on Saturday successfully. We've, as a committee chaired by Professor Iron Michael Quay, uh, have been in touch in deep consultations with our presidential candidate, all the four, the Electoral Commission, and Ghana Police Service. And so far, uh, the engagement has been so fruitful to the extent that the, the meetings have been christened the uh, IPAC. In which case, it is an intra-party engagement uh, that also takes on board uh, professional advice from the Electoral Commission and Ghana Police Service. And so, as we speak, uh, our things are set, our ballot papers have been printed, they, they are in the care of the EC, candidates were part of the process. Uh, venues for all the voting centers have been selected. You've agreed upon them. Uh, uh, delegates are waiting for Saturday God's willing to have a conference that will elect for us our presidential candidate. So I must say that we are set to go for Saturday, all things being equal and the battle being the loss. That's Evan Stimak, who's the director of elections of the governing New Patriotic Party. Duke Menso Poku, with our political desk, has been doing this with me. On days he's not been here, his reports have been well represented. He's joining me one last time for NPP Decides for a quick chat ahead of tomorrow's elections. Duke, many thanks as always for joining me in studio again. Pleasure is mine as always. Right, so we've heard from Evan Stimak, who's spoken to the preparations of the party, says that all is set. I mean, walk us through it again, why this is such a big deal for the governing New Patriotic Party. There's a crucial election coming up next year. It's in January 2024, precisely on the 7th day of December 2024. That's when Ghana would go to the polls for general elections to elect a flag, um, to elect a president. Um, and then 275, 276 actually, there is a new constituency. So 276 constituents, um, MPs, right? Now, the New Patriotic Party, 
has not elected who would be their standard bearer mm. or their flag bearer or their presidential candidate for that matter. Now, what's significant about tomorrow is that at the end of tomorrow, we would know who the party as the governing party has, has, has decided on to lead them into that crucial election next year, right? Now, the opposition party, NDC, elected their flag bearer in May. That went without much of an issue. Yeah. Um, President John Dramani Mahama almost by acclamation. Yes. So, and the thing is, um, he will be coming up against a new NPP candidate. A new NPP candidate in the sense that this is, uh, President Akufuado will be handing over on the um, 7th of January 2025, which means that he will be, the constitution bars him from contesting on the ticket of the new patriotic party. So that means that the NPP has to select someone. The process started as far back as you know, earlier on in the year. Mm. In August, there was a siva of an election, a delegate election, they call it. To bring the numbers down to five, Alan Shomating left the party. And so it's down to four now. And these four are the ones who are going to that race yeah. on Saturday. It's, I mean, the process has not been easy. I would say easy in some courts because of uh, the many issues that have come out of it but in your own estimation how would you how would you describe everything that we've seen from uh, the intent which was quite laid out clear for some of the candidates to persons resigning at one point in time others deciding not to be a part of the contest completely and the likes up until this point no electoral process is meant to be easy every electoral process is meant to be managed it's critical so because at the end of the day, power is at the center of elections. And wherever there is power, um, there, there is meant to be some sort of just jostling and acrimony. But it's generally about how it's managed. Has the MPP managed the process well? Well, tomorrow, at the end of the day, we'll decide whether that has happened. But at least they've made the process as consultative as possible to the extent that almost every week on Wednesday or Tuesday or on a Thursday, there is some sort of an IPAC, which they call an intraparty advisory committee which they have formed, the presidential election committee, meets these presidential candidates or their representatives on a weekly basis to try and sort out all issues that have come up. And after that, if there's a need to address the press, they do that. So that's how they've managed the process so far. Everything will come to a climax tomorrow. And we would, the aftermath would determine whether I've seen they've tried to do something by ensuring that all the candidates after Alan Martin left tried to have signed yeah. a memorandum of understanding no, no, no. that no matter whatever happened. Whatever happens, they are not going to lose. There's been the different opinions about it, though, whether or not it's binding enough to work. Once they have entered into an agreement, once they have appended their signature to it, well, yeah. But but of course, there are various ways and means which a contract can be vitiated. Various, I mean, fraud, illegality. Uh, I heard um, Ab Justice Abdullah say when they when they are taken to court, they could be, they could make the argument that they were made to sign that under duress. So yeah, duress. Um, illegality, fraud, there are so many elements that can vitiate a contract. So they, maybe they can activate those defenses. But hey, it is just a stopgap measure. Not a stopgap measure. It is a, a precautionary measure in the aftermath of what Alan Chomating did, which um, many people say would have an effect on the party's fortune, especially in the Ashanti region. <laughs>
and open to talk about that and what we are going to do differently right. to give them the, the courage and the uh, inducement to, to campaign for us come next year. Omusuro, Dr. Baumia Saro. Yes, sir. Because Omunina Nimse, Nibejina Hua. Mamma Omu showed down. President of Kukwan, Mamma showed down. Vice President, Mamma showed down. Right then, let's switch our focus. Let's look at the candidates. Uh, ideally, it, they were supposed to trickle it down on August 26th to five. They got that five, but Alan Kujuchamantin decided not to be a part of the race any longer and not to be a part of the NPP altogether. Let's look at the, the candidates. I mean, from the order on the ballot, starting from number four, that's Francis Adainimo and what the chances have been in the lead-up to this particular election? Well, he has always been the underdog. He says he's doing the summary campaign, but he shocked a lot of people with how he got into the four in the first place. This is the second time. He will be the senior most contestant because he's the one who has contested twice. All the rest are first-time contestants. I don't know, but for many reasons, I don't think he stands a chance. I mean, but... Course, we'll see how tomorrow goes. All the other polls have, I mean, been quite clear. I think consistently from everything that we've seen, um, he continues to remain the bottom of the or, of the pile. It doesn't look like there's a lot that could change for Francis Adainimo. Doctor Free Akuto seems to have a different opinion. Is expecting that a lot of the delegates who are farmers will rally around his message that he wants to make the fulcrum of the country's development and then bank his hopes on that and win. It still looks very unlikely from what you said. Yeah, over 208,000 votes are for grabs. How many of them are farmers? If you bank your hopes on farmers, how many of them? You, you would need more than just a vote block who are farmers, right? And even the farmers, you are not assured that you'll get all of them. Otherwise, you probably, well, 36 votes was quite surprising for a lot of people in the super delegates. But for me, once again, perhaps what the numbers have shown and from the dynamics of this election, look, I don't think he stands a chance. I mean, for, for the two, I'm, I'm looking at, at over 203,000 delegates. Do they even stand a chance of, of getting at least 1,000 votes each? A dynamo? 203,000. Let's see, I mean, I'm not in a position to, to but if you look at all the numbers, polling 0.3 percent 0.4 that may not translate into thousands so let's see let's see what happens kennedy japon uh the showdown man threatened fire and brimstone all throughout the campaign uh it's looking the more and more according to uh, the numbers that we've seen from global info analytics that he's been on an upward trajectory it still doesn't quite look like he might be able to clinch it though he's done his best i think if there's a candidate who's giving it his all it will be kennedy japon i mean he's shown that um, placing second was not a fluke and that he worked hard for it and he's been working really, really working hard going to the external branches crisscrossing the country I just saw um, a, a wonderful um, animation of his, really, yeah. of his life that on that and it tells you that he's really putting in the work he's doing he's doing the work he's putting in the effort if he doesn't win it will not be for lack of not trying he's putting his effort but will he win it's a tall order Tall order and the vice president, the last of all, who 
according to everybody, should win this and win this quite comfortably. Their projections is around 80%, but they are being asked to be measured a bit. Well, it's his election to lose. But the MBB is not a party that you can take for granted and say somewhere over 80%. But let's see how things pan out. But I mean, all the projections point to the fact that he will, be, he will win tomorrow. But um, let's see what happens. The margin with which he wins and how he takes things from there. He's on a cusp of history. First Muslim Northern candidate uh, in the Fourth Republic. He's on the cusp of history. Let's see how he does it tomorrow, whether in grand style or if Kennedy Japan can pull an upset. Yeah, yeah. Adan, Duke Mensah Poku, my colleague on the political desk here at Media General English uh, Belt, uh, providing a bit more nuance to all of the things that it is that we've been bringing to you here on your election command center, 3FM 92.7. This is NPP Decides, and this is how we draw the curtains on the show. A big election. Follow on all of our social media handles on TV3 and on 3FM for all the details. We'll be out on the ground covering this election by the inch of every grass. I am Maui Naik Many thanks for being company here on NPP Decides.